This is a Podcat Nation production. Hello, and welcome to Buff Wild, a podcast that nobody asked for, but at least several dozen people did want, apparently. As always, I am your host, Olivia, and today I have a very special guest. We feel the need to really, really clearly introduce ourselves so you can tell us apart. It's my sister, Jillian. Hi. Hi there. Um, I think maybe a way we can tell each other apart is for some reason you sound like you're from Caslo when you do podcasting. Oh, yeah. I get the uh, the loopy vowel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real real loopy there. Yep. Yeah. I don't know okay. where the hard miscellaneous Canadian accent stuff we both have comes from. I feel like it's something you age into. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it was just something that was enough like National Film Board and everything. It's mm-hmm. part of me now. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about uh, witches. I've been leaning real hard into it lately. Perfect. Yeah. I was like, you know, it would be a perfect episode for Jillian. Mm-hmm. Let's get weird. Because, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was convinced that when I turned 16 that I would wake up with witchy powers. I was fully convinced that mom was a witch. I'm not unconvinced. Me neither. She's got that cackle down. Did you watch Buffy when it was on the air? No, I was a latecomer to Buffy. I like, I'm pretty sure I binged it within like the span of a month maybe seven or eight years ago okay yeah okay that checks out yeah i am still halfway through the series i've kind of like tapered off a little bit where she's just started college that awkward like growing pain point that every series where they focus on teens gets where it's like they're less young and cute oh my god truly um but weirdly i watched one episode would have been in the early 2000s. I had a sick day and I watched this episode with no context and I never watched another episode until earlier this year when I started rewatching it. This? Witches episode is the one that you watched? Yes. Well, at least it was fairly early in the canon. Right? Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Quintessential rite of passage for any teen series, we enter episode three, Witches, with a cheerleader cold open. Or I think... I could be wrong... I watched it this morning. It should be fresh in my brain. We start off with Giles being like, no, 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 no. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which. Giles cheer shaming Buffy. Yeah. Just let people like what they like. Yeah. I mean, I get where he's coming from. They're in the hellmouth. Oh, yeah. She's got bigger things to focus on, but like. She needs an outlet, man. Everybody needs a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some pep. She's got to burn off that that trauma. Exactly. Yeah. She needs some kind of healthy outlet. So we get the cheerleader cold open there's also this is a thing that i've noticed in other series that have like a strong father daughter type relationship represented and that there's like 
in the early episodes there's a weird amount of sexual tension between yes, giles and buffy they haven't established their relationship yet and it's just like nobody knows what to think exactly and it's super awkward do you remember um suburgatory yep yes really good show that was on nbc right yeah yeah with like all the snl alumni cast and jane levy it was probably like her first big role young single dad daughter moved to the suburbs and for the first i remember watching it again out of sequence on an airplane and i was like what is this like weird young couple in the suburbs oh no that's her dad they're father and daughter and that's super upsetting it grew out of it as does buffy but it's like a common thing where they're just like this is a modern relationship how do we do it how old was Sarah Michelle Geller when this premiered? I don't know, but she looks like a sweet baby in the first episode. Like episodes. she does, like she legit looks like a teenager. Like I, I believe it. One hundred percent. Sarah Michelle Geller. She's forty-four now. She was oh, so she was twenty. She was twenty. So that's yeah, that's pretty good. I buy it. So that's like that's a re and we we've already established that Anthony Head who plays Giles was 43 mm-hmm. when Buffy premiered. That's, so like that's legit father daughter distance. Exactly. But they get so close to each other's they mouths so when they talk close. in the first few. And she's like real sassy. Right? She's got her like brat energy that Buffy has, but it's like like spank me daddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's upsetting. Yeah. Thank God they they figure it out, but <laughs> It's deeply upsetting. It takes a couple of weird spells. Right. Okay. So they have a little fight about how Buffy wants to cheerlead and Giles wants to fight things. And um, it's weird and uncomfortable. And then we just launch into like a shot of a witch's lair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is both spooky because obviously it's supposed to be, but also like, I like it. Okay. I have <laughs> some thoughts about the witch's lair. Okay. It starts off fucking beautiful so it's in this like perfect spooky attic that's got rafters and there's beautiful bunches of dried flowers mm-hmm. and it's I dark. like dried hydrangeas as well as herbs and stuff like it's gorgeous yeah i don't know that a lot of those flowers have witching purposes but that's a story for another time um uh, so there's all these beautiful dried flowers hanging from the ceiling there's rafters with like the slope ceiling there's like very dim filtered light coming in through the tiny attic windows and then this witch is using fucking barbies as her sacrificial items are you kidding me like give me a handmade doll i also had some thoughts on that i'm like did you go into a toys r us like did you go to a value village yeah they're not even like they're off-brand barbies right in hindsight so we've discussed i will discuss with you for context this show came out over 20 years ago like if you're complaining about spoilers because you're listening to this, get a hobby. Um, like, we now know that the mom is this, like, malevolent dark witch who hated her daughter. I'm like, definitely just took her daughter's toys and was like, you're not going to need these. No one's going to love you. You're not going to have children. Like, that was the energy, right? I guess. But I feel like when you're witching, like, you have to transfer intent into the things that you're witching with. So yeah. if you're using a mass-produced doll. Right. That has like a made in China stamp on its foot. It's a little on weird. On its butt. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that makes the magic inferior. Right. So really, I question the accuracy of this witch's powers as represented in Buffy because she's using poor vessels. Exactly. For someone who also who's clearly been doing this for like decades and takes it real seriously. Mm-hmm. That was also questionable for me. I also like that they all had like their ex- their accessories on. It wasn't just like 
a doll. <laughs> they were like, some of them had little boots. I think one had a bracelet. Like they were dressed. Were they, did they just have accessories and they were naked though? I don't remember them wearing clothes. I think, th- I think they had clothes on. Okay. Yeah. Cause we're like, well, you know, fast forward. Cordelia's doll looked like her. It was dressed like her. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Super, super weird. Yeah. So yeah, you get this ideal witch's lair and then you get into the Barbies. Kind of ruins the vibe for me, if I'm being honest. Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. Then we actually get our cheerleading montage, which I think is, I think this is post Bring It On, but it has an energy of like a before Bring It On kind mm, of. No, no, I think this was before Bring It On. Bring It On was 96 or was it 2000s? I think it was like early 2000s. Okay. Bring It On. Oh, because. 2000. 2000. 2000 okay yeah yeah it has a there's an air of innocence but also not yeah they wanted people to get hurt at that tryout oh yeah that they were, cheerleader was a bitch they wanted blood yeah. yeah yeah the only note i have of like 90s fashion moments from this episode specifically is the cheerleading sweaters mm-hmm. as opposed to like the aerodynamic outfits with a little skirt or like the athleisure athlete like athletic wear is just like a cute sweater yeah in fact i feel like those sweaters were those were like some 1960s those were not of the that was not a 97 sweater exactly those were that was a very dated costume decision i don't think that that's an accurate representation of what cheerleading outfits looked like in 1997 we're gonna get really in apparently to my other viewing habits today because the first episode of Hellcats. <laughs> I do not know what that is. That's fair. It was a short-lived CW show with Ali Machalka and the girl from Ashley Tisdall. Mm-hmm. And they were cheerleaders in Memphis. And Ali Machalka was like, a oh, cool girl. And she's edgy. And she's like, well, I don't want to do this. Oh, but like then- Elijah Dusko's character. Yeah, exactly. But okay. then she starts cheerleading because she needs a scholarship because hers gets revoked during like the housing crisis and everything. And she's like, she really hates it. And she's like, I don't Capitalism like- is so bad. I know. <laughs> it makes people cheerlead who don't want to do it. <laughs> but at the end of the episode, it's like her being like, I guess this is okay. It's like this really, really uncomfortable, poorly acted voiceover where it's just like, I got into cheerleading history and I found that I have some like pretty good alumni on my side and it's like Sandra Day O'Connor and there's a shot of Meryl Streep as a cheerleader and she's in the exact like the almost exact sweater that Buffy and the other cheerleaders are wearing Mm -hmm. and that was many decades before this yeah (laughs) very confusing were the cost were the outfits also the color of mustard and ketchup yeah yeah 100%. 100%. I also noticed that all the cheerleaders have like sparkly white trainers and then Buffy has <laughs> like black converse, black converse. <laughs> which are good for weightlifting, but not for general cardio. You're going to roll your ankle. I don't ankle. believe that Buffy would have worn black converse. No, she was not an edgy looking kid. No. Like she was polished and cute and preppy. I fucking hate her high ponytail. Oh the yeah. half high ponytail. Her hair is really questionable in this episode. It's it's bad a lot of the time it's really there's bad. a lot happening the bangs kind of look like a midwestern mid-80s cut mm-hmm. and then you've got the like her constant like updo like french clip situation but it's half up half up yeah and like oddly feathered yes i don't like it her hair is both like iconic and untouchable through the, the entire series you know but at the same time like deeply worse, uncomfortable though? who amber fire hands oh fire hands 
she looks like she has a dinner roll on the back <laughs> of her head. What is that? Like, I don't understand. There's the cackle. Show me a 16-year-old whose hair looks like that. Right? It's Every, a lot. Actually, everything about Amber was like just a little uncanny. Right. I, you know what? She I'm kind of glad she caught on right, fire. Right. She catches on fire. I'm like, okay. Um, however, best hair of the episode of the series, Cordelia Chase. Her hair is always perfectly blown out and like so full. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. She's pretty wonderful. But yeah. So there's a cheerleading situation. Uh, we cut to Buffy and Willow and Xander talking about it. Buffy uses the phrase to describe Giles's disdain for it as he lost his water. Yeah. I feel like. I was upset by that. I've never heard that phrase uttered by a teenager. I feel like actually a problem with Buffy in the early seasons I don't know if it carries on to the older ones because I can't really remember them but the like teen dialogue is really oh, forced yeah there's it like it reminds a... me of Juno <sighs> yeah it's like way too much lingo yeah second season it balances out the first one it's uh yeah yeah it's that but he lost his water which I was just like offended by and then she also makes she just continues to go in on Giles who just wants her to be safe and like you know live her life well and she's like hmm, he should, I'd say he should get a girlfriend if he wasn't so old which I'm like rude as we've discussed a few times now like Giles is probably supposed to be like 35 40 he's our age that hurt me shut your mouth yep <laughs> um also we get introduced to Amy who's a character that pops up through the series but we get first in this episode and all i have written is is amy a heim sister Ooh, yeah. i could see that she looks like a timid sd heim yeah 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 she's got like the skin so pale she kind of looks like a little purple but it's glamorous i wonder what her base face looks like Ooh, stanky <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but very quickly we get is her name amber Oh, yeah. Firehands is Amber. Amber catches on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Very quickly because we've got cheerleading auditions. Amber's doing great. I think there's like rumors that like the Rockettes wanted her and she said no. The Laker girls. The Laker girls. There Rockettes we go. Rockettes are on the other side of the country. It's true. And about 40 years prior. To also true. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I have my context for cheerleading is this episode and Hellcats <laughs> that aired in like the early 2000s. <laughs> um, but also gives like. Cordelia consistently has an energy through the series is like is very much the, like the mean teenager but also has the energy of like a much older person mm -hmm. where someone so Amber starts to smoke because her hands catch on fire and someone goes that girl's on fire <laughs> and Cordelia goes can we enough with the hyperbolic like her <laughs> words hyperbolic speak mm -hmm. and then realizes that no somebody's well, somebody caught on fire. on fire um yeah but she's on fire it's not great. Um, I think they're trying to chalk it up to spontaneous combustion. Giles talks about it and he's like, we're not totally sure what causes spontaneous combustion. Probably Anger. rage. Yeah, rage. Like, Somebody has to be real angry. Right. It's it's questionable. Nobody's really sure. Yeah. They let it go really quickly. They do let it go really quickly. Yeah. I mean, do they though? Like, I guess... The Scooby gang is kind of on it. Yeah. 
which is also where they this is where they establish like their group mm-hmm. and willow and xander want to help they call themselves the slayerettes which yeah yikes xander says we're a team and in my notes i wrote no xander you're not a fucking team buffy and willow are a team yes you suck right he's just there um this is also i think giles is like really really stoked on the idea of like something happened at the yes, cheerleading tryouts and yes. he's like this is the thrill of living on the hell note like he's <laughs> into it uh also xander reminded me i just have like a series of notes outside of our main talking points mm-hmm. uh xander has for whatever reason given buffy a really ugly like medical alert bracelet <laughs> <laughs> that has yours always etched yeah. into it and he's like oh it came that way it's like he definitely got that in the clearance section at the drugstore 100 percent. yeah yeah it like why also he was just hanging out in the cheerleading auditions and was really gross and like really perving like why did nobody why did cordelia not ask him to leave somebody should have been like you can't be in here unless you're gonna stretch buddy like yeah beat it yeah i guess they poor just- choice of words see him as so benign and non-threatening that it doesn't even matter that he's there right now we watch it and we're like this person is a danger get him out of these auditions and just get him somewhere else i don't know i mean xander sucks he shouldn't have been in there but i don't know he's a danger he's just a shitty dude in the 90s it's true i just see his behavior as such a thing that would escalate and like does continue to escalate a bit of the series yeah there's yeah. also a conversation we we're having. We were watching this episode, getting ready for it, in that he and Cordelia have so much like weird, unnecessary, combative dialogue between the two of them that weirdly he sparks. It's not her mean girl stuff being like, get out of the way, loser. It's him just yelling at her whenever he sees her. Mm. I'm like, is this an outlet for Jaws Whedon to just mm. lash into Charisma Carpenter because yeah. he sucks? Yeah. And she's a perfect angel. that. It definitely seems like that because it's extremely unnecessary and yeah. continues yeah. for her run on the series. Mm-hmm. Xander sucks. Have you seen the actor who plays Xander yes, recently? I yeah. just looked it up today. Yeah. Like, obviously, hope he's okay. But the actor who plays Xander has been going through some really rough times in yeah. terms of legalities and health. Addiction. Yep. Yeah. He looks real puffy. Real puffy. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, he just continues to creep around Buffy and it really escalates in this episode. He talks to Willow about it and he's like, she's like, what if you just asked her out instead of stalking her? Because it's kind of weird. And he makes some comment about like taking Polaroids outside of her bedroom window. And he's like, it's obviously a joke. It's not. It's definitely not. Um, Yeah, he's I really hated how he like tells Willow that she's like, yes, the girl guy guy friend girlfriend that he can talk to about girl stuff exactly and then buffy basically says yes him and he's like so deeply offended yeah it's like a taste of your own medicine there but Mm -hmm. i was weirdly delighted by that when i was watching it's like yeah suck it xander just have a lot of hate for xander he's not worth it don't waste your time exactly so Buffy Instead, goes, let's focus on how that banner that Buffy rips down from the ceiling to put out Amber's hands. Oh yeah, would have fully been combustible. Yes, that There's would not no have way smothered that the flame. Thing wasn't catching on fire and making Amber's hands even more burned. Right, that paint is definitely like would now be labeled with like this. Please keep it away from five meters of flame. Yes, like, yeah, yes, not great, Bob. Yeah. Um. So Buffy goes home. And we have a scene with Joyce, 
who's like a very questionable parent (laughs) who also so she's talking about how she's got she's like careful there's tribal art for our display i'm like great this is uh example this episode this series that has not aged well cool mm. also as somebody who works in a museum yes i have so many thoughts about how she's opening crates in her kitchen yes with a fucking crowbar she has a gallery space why is she bringing these artifacts home her home is not insured for that no her, her home, home is, is not, not a contained space managed for that there's so much humidity she lives with a teenager <sighs> <laughs> um but also they so this, I'm presuming that the series starts at the beginning of the school year because we've got cheerleader tryouts. So like, that's typically around the first few weeks of school. Yeah. They've been there for what, like three weeks and she's already found a gallery space and is about to open her first big exhibition. Like, you move fast, Joyce. Good for you. Real estate really just like kicking it in Sunnydale. Is it her gallery space? I think or it's she her just got a job space. at a gallery. I'm pretty sure it's her her gallery space okay i could be wrong but i think that was the vibe i got okay joyce is a questionable parent i have some sympathy she's trying her best she's trying she's got parent fatigue Mm -hmm. she's got a weird situation she has a flair for a daughter her kid is just a problem yeah she's trying to be as compassionate as she can she doesn't even know how big a problem fucking tired okay she is give joyce a break (laughs) And she at least recognizes that she responds poorly. Exactly. So she's trying the best she can. That is the big thing with Joyce and that she makes some very questionable parenting choices, but she is very visibly trying her best and acknowledges when she screws up. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And they have a kind of weird conversation where Buffy's just goading her basically. And is like telling her about tryouts. She goes, what did I try out for? Mom. It's a weird fight that came out of nowhere and was very uncomfortable to watch. It wasn't even a fight, just like a weird, like, how dare you? I think Buffy just wanted to be acknowledged. I think so. I think Buffy's also going through it. Buffy has her father figure, Giles, to acknowledge her as well while mm. Joyce is working hard. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that's a lot of weight to carry being a slayer when exactly. you're a teenager. Right? Yeah. Joyce gives me my least favorite and most favorite piece of dialogue from the episode in that they're talking about cheerleading tryouts. They've established what she's trying out for now. And she's like, you know, good. You were doing that at your old school before you started acting up. This will keep you out of trouble. Buffy goes, I'm not in trouble. And she goes, no, not yet. Mm-hmm. she's got a lot of faith in her daughter mm-hmm. and i really liked it mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah. just a lot of like buffy guilting her mom for being a single working mother yeah yes yeah. yes yeah i think i wrote yeah i wrote buffy's mom kind of sucks but at least she recognizes it right, like buffy's mom kind of sucks but like buffy also kind of sucks oh oh Ooh. i forgot something Ooh, what we got um when they're talk, so they at some point between tryout and the kitchen gallery scene. Um, they're talking, Willow and Buffy are talking about Amy's mom. Oh, And yeah. Willow says something about her mom and says she's kind of a, and Buffy goes, Nazi. And yeah. Willow goes, Heil. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
I don't know about that. Yeah. Like, maybe no. And then I learned that um, in German, like, when this show aired in Germany, mm-hmm. any reference, like, any comedic references to mm-hmm. the Holocaust mm-hmm. or Hitler or yeah. Nazis are, are taken out of um, media. Yeah. Uh, it's translated to her mom's kind of a super mom. Yeah. Ooh. I was like, that's not an accurate transliteration, but. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> right. Other things you could have gone for, but all right. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. That was uh, not great. But yeah, we also learned that Amy has a very over overbearing mother. We get a lot of uh, talk about like bad mom relationships and also the very common trope of like, we'll say we'll call it bad mom relationships i won't expand on that thought very much but also often the use of weight and food as a weapon in between uh toxic mother-daughter relationships Mm -hmm. which is not handled the best but is interesting to think about Mm -hmm. yeah also the like i think the very real occurrence of moms using their daughters to live vicariously yes very that yeah yeah so buffy meets up with um amy they chat in the hallway and buffy they're talking about amy's mom and how she's like kind of the worst but was like a very very power like talented cheerleader and she won all these awards they called her Catherine the great which is just problematic a choice uh buffy learns all of this about mom's cheerleading history and says in just the most robotic voice Get down with your bad self. (laughs) (laughs) And it crushed me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Another instance of the the dialogue not really jiving with the age of the speaker. Exactly. (laughs) It was quite something. Uh, We find out about the cheerleading team results. Buffy and Amy do not make the team. Cordelia does. Oh, we also got a weird jump scare scene before that of Cordelia tracking Amy down in the <laughs> locker room, which like you think is going to be something spooky and supernatural. It's just Cordelia being like, hey, you continue to fuck around <laughs> in cheerleading auditions and I don't make the team because of you. Fuck around Watch and out, find out, cheeks. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good. We get this intense jump scare that Buffy is known for and it's just Cordelia being mean. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Cordelia makes the team. So she's like, you should be happy. She goes, did I make the team? She goes, no, I did. <laughs> I'm like, it's so mean and it's so unnecessary, but I have so much respect for it. Okay. <laughs> it's an unnecessary power move that I'm like, I would never, but I love it. Yeah. Um. So I would, I've been watching these with the closed captioning on so I can like get all the dialogue mm-hmm. and it then cuts to a scene of our questionable witch of the episode is making it cordelia barbie doll sacrifice but in my closed captioning it was like amy oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if you were watching this with your closed captioning you're like well damn it yeah you know what? okay yeah. sure but this is this is the thing that kind of fucked me up in the episode is that it's not clear to me if the like possession of Amy mm, by mm-hmm. her mom is constant or if it ebbs and flows. Yes. Or like when like, the major transition happens. Yeah. Cause there's like times where Amy seems like she's normal mm-hmm. Amy. So why would it be normal Amy doing the witchy stuff? Like, wouldn't it be her mom? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's probably a in and out thing, and then she just fully yeah takes control at some point because yeah. then mom is like Amy, mom is locked up in the house eating brownies all day. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of focus on brownies. Brownies, like, brownies, brownies aren't even the best treat. Like <gasps> right. brownies, what you make when you have nothing else in the pantry exactly and you're like well there's cocoa powder so this will do yeah this will make something sweet yeah 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 exactly yeah like that's that's one step away from microwaving marshmallows and stirring rice krispies into them oh that sounds nice though (laughs) that's good i've done it once or twice i'm into it We get a lot of like really, really glitchy cutscenes in this episode where it's just like every 30 seconds you're in a new setting. Yeah, we have there's Amy. not a lot of finesse. There's not. It's quite, there's a lot to pack in and they did the best they could, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amy sacrifices the Cordelia Barbie. Is really mad that Cordelia made the team. Clearly, I think at this point, Buffy and the Scooby gang has made the connection that maybe like someone who's really into cheerleading and the yeah. cheerleaders are getting hurt goes back to Buffy and her mom hanging out at home. Um, Joyce is now trying to bond with Buffy because she sees she needs some attention. She's like, hey, look, I found my yearbook. Look, it's me. It's such a strange dated reference that I don't even think would have hit in the late 90s. But <laughs> Buffy's like, mom, I didn't even know. I didn't need to know you had fair hair. She goes, that's not fair hair. That's Gidget hair. Don't yeah. they teach you anything in history class? I'm that's like, a little niche. Right. And I was like, was Gidget a big enough reference in the 60s? I think that was still like a fairly niche reference when it was relevant. Yeah. It sounds like somebody in the writer's room had a Gidget fetish and just like wanted to work it into the, the 100%. <laughs> she also tries to like suggest some other activities to her. She didn't make the cheerleading team. She just wants her to she wants her daughter to stay at her travel and she's like i was on the yearbook committee like what if you did that and of buffy course just, you were joyce right and i'm like buffy just rolls into how yearbook is for nerds i was like rude were you on the yearbook committee yes. what if, yeah i also was <laughs> it was fine it was fine <laughs> she's like even like the nerds will pick on you i'm like you'll be fine <laughs> take some photos copy and paste learn about layouts stay out of trouble giles will like it you can make him some witch books it'll be great (sighs) so then we're back to school because again just like cut 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 cordelia is not okay and like it's not even that nobody notices it's that buffy and the gang notice and they don't check in on her so like there's nothing suggests exactly what's wrong with cordelia she's just like off yeah, she's a little disoriented. She's just kind of like pawing at a locker that's not hers. Yeah, like maybe a little concussed. Right, like not drunk, but like a drunken kind of stupor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, this really, really okay seeming person then goes to driver's ed and the teacher's like, <laughs> all right. And I quote, <laughs> show me some moves or you'll be taking the bus to college. <laughs> <laughs> Died. there's nothing wrong with taking the bus to college yeah some of us are in our 30s and we take it to work <laughs> yeah cordelia is like really not okay she's like i don't want to drive today and he's like get in sweet cheeks let's go and she like isn't even listening to what he's saying she just starts driving yeah she just starts starts the car and like I don't know if she she doesn't even drive into traffic she just like she drives into a sign yeah and this is what this is another consistency thing i don't understand it's like she gets out of the car she steps in front of a fucking bus buffy has to save her 
And when she's like, I can't see. And her eyes are milky white. It's like, okay, you couldn't fucking see. Does that mean you couldn't work your feet? Like, why did you step on the gas so hard? Right. I think there was just like a general light possession. Okay. As well as the sight thing. She was, especially with her, like trying to get into her locker. I think witch mom, maybe like figuring out the animatronics of her possession. Oh, I didn't think she was possessed. I just thought she was cursed. I think it was maybe like well, column A, little column B are a very questionable curse where clearly some motor control stuff was in question as well. Okay. Yeah. Where she was susceptible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not great though. She almost gets hit by a UPS truck. <laughs> she got the full white eye. Um, the next thing I have written down is just Giles is horny for danger. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He is so excited that there's something going down at the school. He's stoked. They quickly and figure out that Amy's up to no good. Yeah. And Xander is horny for the semi-nude engravings in the witchcraft books. Yeah. <sighs> uh, they're like, what would you do if you were like getting into witchcraft? Check out the books on witchcraft. I'm like, why are there multiple books on witchcraft specific like spells and stuff in the school library? Well, obviously they came with Giles. It's true. I'm like, do they have barcodes on them? Xander, clearly because Xander's checked them all out because he's like, there's boobs in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, sweet. Devil boobs. Um, They get into they're like, they're like, well, we can cast a spell, pour this potion on her. If we like, you know, I don't know, the potion turns blue. Oh my God. Potion that they just need quicksilver, a.k.a. mercury for, which is super fucking yeah. poisonous, and nobody says anything about that. Right? Because it's the 90s. The 90s. <laughs> My favorite part, though, they're, like, talking about the potion. They're, like, everything they need. It's, like, mercury, an eye of newt. But the instructions are, apply to witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, apply to witch generously twice a day. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, some really questionable ingredients where... I want to say this seems dangerous and unrealistic. I'm like, no, this seems like a standard mid 90s science class, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like even mercury was would have been a controlled substance. You would have. I'm sure they had a way of sneaking it. But also the way they collected Amy's hair. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Just walk up behind her and clip a little bit off. Right. Instead, we get Buffy going up to her after the immediate instruction was like, Amy, quick, help me. How do I know which bottle is the nitrous oxide? And she's like, it's the one labeled nitrous oxide. It was not the chemical in It was hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric acid. (laughs) Amy's like, you seem weird. It's the one labeled what you're looking for. (laughs) Okay. And then just like collapse, not collapses, but like jumps to the ground, grabs some hair, runs away. Yeah. Yeah. Xander and Willow were the bad kids in the back of class. Instead of like etching into the desk, they're making a creepy potion, (laughs) cutting out the frog eye when they're not doing dissection to make... A potion um and then buffy gets another really stealthy moment of just like walks up to her and basically pours it on her arm <laughs> <laughs> amy's unfazed by this the potion is blue clearly amy's been up to witchcraft it is blue right away and that's like the kind of blue that they used to use in like pad commercials yes exactly <laughs> like, that that which is hella absorbent <laughs> <laughs> it's very blue and they just exchange eye contact like there's no rage of like hey what if you didn't spill your stuff on me is that gonna stain it's just eye contact (laughs) just direct eye contact what you are right so they're talking about it they're like oh it's definitely the witch hooray buffy throws down with she's our sabrina which i'm like 
there is a topical reference for that era which i'll get on board <laughs> yeah. with um i don't think there's much else that comes from that but like cut to amy's house and there's a full demon head on her front gate <laughs> real subtle right i'm like why was this ever a question apparently she and willow were good friends in middle school and i'm like why did you they were why? good friends olivia they used to hang they used to hang as willow said why does she not remember the demon head in her front yard uh it was really questionable and then buffy wakes up possessed oh yeah not possessed cursed oh hyper 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 yes but before we get that if i may so yes we got the demon gate amy goes home amy and mom have clearly fully switched places at this oh, point yes. the mom is just like this beaten puppy at home eating brownies all day that's actually amy yeah uh amy mom is just horrible and she's like pissed off that she hasn't made the cheerleading team like i think you should have bigger issues at hand at this point if you're like actively trying to kill children all the time um oh my god i'm so sorry i missed something so important in that another person is injured in the science class but it's the person who oh yeah gives us some weird like npc video game dialogue and buffy walks by her in science when they're just like mixing chemicals and she goes isn't this exciting And then very quickly, she's also cursed and she has like a very clear prosthetic silicone yeah. like bonding over her mouth. Well, she deserves it because she made that stupid fucking comment. Exactly. Isn't this exciting? <laughs> no one has ever thought that, Brandy. It's, it's not that. So, yeah. Witch mom is mad. She's like, I haven't made the cheerleading team yet. Buffy's sniffing around. She's like, but she's my next target. And she's got the weird bracelet that Xander gave Buffy. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, again, in terms of the Barbies not really like being good conductors of magical energy, I'm like, Buffy has no attachment to that bracelet. I doubt she's worn it. True. But apparently we're here. Buffy wakes up super hyper singing Macho Macho Man. Why Macho Man? Right. What 16 year old in the world at any point in time wakes up singing Macho Man? Yeah. That was the dumbest fucking song. And seven times goes, juice, juice 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 she really likes juice <laughs> joyce is just like trying to be a good mom at this point buffy rolls down with like i'm just wacky that way i'm just really excited for juice and cheerleading <laughs> it's upsetting it's a lot to watch yeah 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 she like throws down that she's a vampire slayer and just keeps moving mom has so much to take in she's like okay I get, I, vampires cool great as long as you're not burning anything down. Sounds good. Like a very strong mania. She's in cheerleading tryout. She's like, turn up the music. She's too peppy for the cheerleaders. It's upsetting. Doing her own moves. Oh, my friends are here. I love my friends. <laughs> it's a lot. Actually, the way that she talks when she's under the curse is like how they used to dub. Um, oh, shit. What's that game show called? Wipeout. <gasps> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> deeply upsetting um i also took note that the team for sunnydale is the razorbacks is that a snake i can't even think of what that is um yeah she's too peppy for the cheerleaders she like throws somebody because she's got her superhuman slayer strength <laughs> so they're like they tell her to beat it amy's in she's like you don't want her she's a witchy <laughs> <laughs> and then 
like the energy of the drunk person dissipates yes. and suddenly she's the not fun drunk person who's like i don't feel so good yeah i need i need a burger like i don't know she's the friend the drunk person whose friends now need to take her home yeah yeah the bartenders cut her off mm-hmm. bouncers at her side like ma'am <laughs> Giles figures out that she's under a bloodstone vengeance spell, but they explain hits like alcohol. I'm like, oh yeah, that was fully what we watched. Yeah. A drunk person. Yes. Um, He's like, we can probably reverse all of these spells if we get Amy's spell book or we can cut off her head. Xander's super into the idea of cutting off somebody's head. At this point though. Oh no. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Mm. Okay. 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 Um, Oh, he also specifies he's like, we need a sacred space, a pentagram, a large pot. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. stereotype much right so they picked the the science lab i'm like okay not the library with all of your witchy stuff but the science lab sure sounds great they need the bunsen burners okay oh that's true <laughs> potions um also giles's car i forget what his car is real british oh yes of course yeah he obviously had that flown over at no great expense to himself 100 i want to know where giles's funding comes from so I feel like he's got an amount of disposable income. Well, is he not fully supported by the institution of Slayers? But like, where does their money come from? Uh, I'm assuming looting. Knights Templar, same thing. I'm assuming like <laughs> <laughs> looting the like illegal trading of relics and stuff. Oh, yes. Probably. Nothing good. No. Is like an agency for good, but it's doing very bad to do good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing great. Um. Oh, again, we had come back to... I think they, yeah, they go to Amy's house. Mom answers the door. It's actually Amy. They don't fully know that. But like Giles is just yelling at her. He's like, do you know where your daughter is right now? (laughs) Buffy's really out of it. She's looking around. She sees a plate of brownies and she's like, brownies, Amy? And just knows that it's her because Amy loves brownies. Mm -hmm. That bitch loves brownies. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like very sad. This woman slash young girl is like beaten down by her mom apparently her mom switched bodies so she could relive her glory days and like we hear all this sad stuff through the episode about like amy has a deadbeat dad who left her and like left her mom with nothing but apparently like i don't know if he like he fled or like, like was forced Amy's to go mom had a hand in driving him away more than he's a deadbeat yeah he's been doing some witchcraft he's st- she's been doing her witchcraft stuff for decades like he was afraid of her yeah. he wanted to take her amy with him but she wouldn't let him she wouldn't let her call her dad like very very bad very bad situation um so they convince amy mom to help amy mom Mom. (laughs) they break into her lair with the beautiful dried flowers and the sketchy barbie dolls uh we get a jump scare of a cat Yep. Which I loved, mm-hmm. which was great, There's which was so unnecessary, but I'm glad they threw it in. The cat was trapped in a chest. Okay. Right? Yep. Just chilling. I'm like, I'm assuming there was air holes. It's fine. Cut to the pep rally because the cuts in this episode are so, so many and so aggressive. Uh, big old pep rally. As they're starting to put their spell together. Yes. I, I was like, what did I write here? Oh, yes. There's a point where like they're, like it cuts the pep rally, then it's back to the science lab. Buffy's now passed out. Mm-hmm. Giles puts her, like, knocks over a bunch of stuff off a table, clears the table very dramatically, puts her down, and then starts to take his jacket off. And I think I screamed at the TV, Why does he have to be naked? 
Oh, he's taking his jacket off to make a pillow for her. He's being caring. It just seems really creepy. <laughs> uh, they start to, Giles starts to do some witchcraft, which, sure, uh, Amy mom is in the pep rally, finally just like living her moment, being a cheerleader, and she starts to lose control yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think falls off of not a pyramid. What's it called she's, when they when get thrown? She's like standing on people's hands. Yeah. Yeah. She loses balance because someone's fucking with her witchcraft. Yeah. So she falls over. They all yell at her and she just looks like a hungry dog. And then runs out of the gym like fucking Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Head down, yes. arms straight. Yeah. Running so hard for the exit. Right? For someone who was such a wonderful cheerleader back in the day, like has some very Not upsetting graceful. energy about her now. She runs into Willow who's trying to distract her and throws down with like, wait. Amy, I can help you. Where's your broom, witch? <laughs> She's like, I know this really good cauldron. <laughs> it's been seasoned really well. Right? Let's hang out. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's go on a road trip. Like, what are we doing? Um, Giles is still trying to do witchcraft. He has the posture while he's casting spells of like the gif of Elmo standing in front of a flame. <laughs> and it's beautiful it's beautiful it's so confusing also like the idea that giles is just like i've never cast a spell before but like i got this yeah I'm like i don't think you do white boy but okay yeah. Uh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> we will put that on the instagram if you are if you have yet to experience the delight of elmo in front of the fire <laughs> So mom has finally escaped Willow's offers of cauldrons. Uh, she's got an axe. She's found an emergency access axe to like she get into the science lab. Right? I'm like, why? Like I get it for fire safety, but why? <laughs> no one needed this. But also like she just used her phantom hand to strangle Xander. Like she couldn't have just used her magic to open the door. She needed to use an axe. Right. Exactly. Like Buffy doesn't need an axe. Buffy just like. Touches, touches it. it and it explodes exactly <laughs> so here's my thing where i was like watching this happen was like this isn't gonna go well they reverse the spell that was her possession over her daughter but now they're just trapped in the room with this evil witch, this witch because she's back in her body who says things to her daughter like quote i gave you life so you could drag that worthless carcass around and call it living unquote yeah it was not great no where I'm like, if it weren't for the witchcraft, it would be like a CPS kind of situation. It was real bad, real uncomfortable. Some dark, dark hate for her daughter. Mm -hmm. um, so she's mad. She's getting violent. Buffy pops up out of nowhere like a demented jack in the box and was like, guess what? I feel better. And just like punches her in the face. What is Buffy in this? Buffy was like the side character in this entire episode but nobody told her yeah yeah mm -hmm. it was it was a lot um so this escalates we've broken out the black eye context we've gotten <sighs> both the white eye context for cordelia and the black eye context for the mom mm -hmm. um there's a whole kerfuffle it's not great she casts a really awful spell buffy redirects the spell into a mirror hits mom mom's done Mom disappears. Yeah. Wasn't great. No. Not a good situation. No. 
Not great, Bob. Um, Willow runs into the room with a bat. After Xander runs in with an axe. Yep. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, just trying to help. <laughs> Not doing a great job of trying really hard. Uh, yeah. Aftermath, Amy's got an actual parent now. Yeah, she's got a good relationship with her dad. Right? Dad feels horrible that he wasn't able to, like, be around her because of her horror show mother. Yeah. Um, Does Cordelia pass them and make another comment about cheerleading? Oh, Yeah. And then Amy says, oh, yeah, I'm really going to miss the intellectual thrill of spelling out words with my arms. To which Cordelia replies, these grapes are sour. Yeah. And then walks away. <laughs> you know what? The best grapes are sour. <gasps> it's true. <laughs> um, yeah. She's like, has a healthy relationship with food. They're going to make brownies. Yeah. It's great. She's having a good time. She looks like she's dressed comfortably. Like she looks comfortable she's wearing tie-dye which means she's loose exactly she's feeling she's good. feeling her out yeah she's having a good time <laughs> she's got parents it's cool uh we cut off the episode with a focus on the quote <laughs> catherine the great statue it's not a statue it's a dime store trophy this thing is like <laughs> fucking six inches high put zoom in on it and mom is trapped in her little trophy and it's the best 90s like overlay of dodgy eye images oh my god it's honestly like it's worse than the eyes in the paintings in scooby-doo yes exactly that also we never talked about how the mom looks like lisa rinna i actually had to stop and look it up to see if it was her i was like has she just always looked like that right but it's not lisa rinna yeah she looks very familiar yeah but yeah she really does yeah it was a lot um pity the poor fucker who is cleaning the trophy cabinet one day and breaks that thing open and gets sicked on by a crazy ass witch oh yeah because right like as long as she's there she gonna get out she's gonna get out at some point like that exactly that dime store trophy is not gonna hold her oh yeah that that plastic is gonna degrade real fast oh 100 <laughs> percent. it was a there was a lot packed into that episode we also didn't get to acknowledge Cordelia's tryout episode or outfit that was so ahead of its time. Yeah. Where it was like very cool modern day like athleisure like yoga wear. Yeah. Next to everybody in their like skirts and shorts and yeah. stuff. And she was like, move it. She was like wearing a bandage dress if it was. Two pieces out. and bicycle shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, there was just a lot to take in. Yeah. It was. There was a lot that happened in that episode. But I think thought that it was weird that only three episodes in they moved away from yes like, vampires serial content it was just like a weird standalone agreed i think maybe they needed to like introduce more characters into the universe because amy does come up a lot mm. more down the line is more like integral to the plot okay. but still seems weird that they didn't have at least like five episodes of vampires and building up that lore and mythology of their universe yeah like yeah. i'm not an angel stan but he probably should have been in the third episode right yeah considering how big he is in the series he's not in a ton of the first series or first season yeah like should be there more even if he's just like walking by in waves like he should be present at some point <laughs> by in waves. <laughs> like an awkward encounter on the sidewalk <laughs> exactly like, hi guys and just like keeps moving <laughs> He's like driving. He has a car apparently in my head. He's like driving and like oh, he's he the car that almost hit Cordelia. He has like a burgundy souped up GTO. Oh yeah, 
that he's blocked the windows out of yeah. so he can get in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never gets pulled over. It's very suspicious. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Were there any other like side notes you wanted to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. I did think they did a really good job of casting the mom to Amy. <gasps> yes. Like I thought there was actually family resemblance in them. Agreed. I appreciated that. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. How'd you like it? How do you feel about it? Um, you know, I feel like I liked Buffy more the first time around that I watched it. Yeah. Maybe just, I don't know, I'm older or, yeah, I just didn't love it as hard as I did the first time. That's fair. But I also didn't like... I think it's really easy to recognize this episode as filler Mm. and I was like I don't fucking have time for filler like (laughs) give me give me the goods that's fair yeah it's very much a filler episode but like controversial opinion it was messy there was some really really questionable content in it but like I liked it yeah yeah but also I feel like the witchery wasn't witchy enough no I also find it interesting that they had a full episode about witches that was much different witch content that we get for the rest of the series that becomes integral to the plot. Mm-hmm. We're like, obviously, this was like some bad black magic, like evil witchcraft yeah. that someone was up to. Willow and what she and her like cohorts get up to is completely different. different. But like weird that they would introduce that. I wonder if they maybe they hadn't. Which makes me think they had they didn't have a sense of where Willow was going to go. No. When they wrote this. Um, what else? I was just gonna. I love Willow. Allison Hannigan plays her, which is like such sincerity. She's so earnest. Yeah, it's wild. It's both painful and like you just want to protect her at all costs. Yes, and she looks the most legitimately like a child. Yes, she is so tiny. (laughs) I also appreciate like the detail that we get later that her parents are never around. And yet she has the energy of a person whose parents are constantly there and overbearing. Where, like, she also dresses like somebody whose parents have maybe dressed her for years, despite the fact that she's, like, almost an adult. Yeah. Or yeah. or she's the kid who's, like, super type A and so takes it upon herself to be her own parent because her parents are never around. Oh, yeah. Which is a gamble because it's, like, two of ten of that situation who are going to go that route. Yeah. yeah. She's sweet. Giles continues to be Giles <laughs> I don't know I have some issues with Giles yeah I was just like oh it's another white old dude yeah controlling what a teenage girl is doing with her body and with her free yep. time sweet we need more of that in this world yep he really fluctuates in terms of his character development and what they get what he gets up to sometimes you root for him sometimes you're like you again yeah oh good Mm-hmm. yeah overall i'd give it six witch hats out of ten i give it seven and a half jump scare cats out of ten. Oh, that's a good one thank you oh i like that <laughs> thank you we get we get dicey with the rating system <laughs> what carries more weight a scare cat or a hat Ooh. Like metaphysical weight or yeah. weight? No, metaphysical weight. I feel like they balance out mm-hmm. your 
seven to seven point five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. This was nonsense. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I like talking about witches. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, do you have any social media or anything you want to plug if people want to find you and your thoughts about witches? No, people don't need to find me to learn about witches, how I feel about witches. But there's a really great podcast called The Witch Wave. Oh. Um, which I recently started listening to. It's like four years old, so I'm starting back in time. Excellent. Um, but yeah, not to plug another podcast on your podcast. That's quite all right. We like podcasts. <laughs> We're a big fan of all of them. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BuffWildPod. You can also just go to our link tree that has all of our social media information, as well as places to listen, as well as our PayPal, if the spirit moves you. Our link tree also being BuffWildPod. Good things to know. But in the meantime, thank you again for joining us. Um, we will see you all next week with another episode of Buff Wild. Got any eye of Newt? Got some mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>